0: hey my name is nick adams or you don't know me i get to be one of the pastors here uh thank y'all for being here uh just give you a little update on on bobby and his dad for those of you who've been praying for him his dad is doing better uh they're actually probably watching right about now so y'all throw your hand up wave to him. <laughs> uh thank y'all for for your prayers and and uh Bobby's taking care of his mom and dad and uh, just continue to pray for him. Um, before we get started, I do want to mention there are announcement sheets on these polls right by the doors. Uh, tells you what's going on if you want to know. Uh, there's contact cards in them. If you want uh, us to get to know you, you want any information, uh, there's resources like uh, there's a daily devotional that goes out called Gathering in the Word you can sign up for. Uh, there's a thing called Right Now Media, which has a whole library of Bible studies and resources and, and things that, uh, that we provide to you. Uh, you can sign up for those things. Uh, there's prayer requests uh, on the back. Um, yeah. Uh, so... I'd love to pray before we get started how about that God thank you for a new day thank you for uh for just allowing us to come together and uh worship you dear lord help us to continue to worship god uh in your word thank you for for jesus and for revealing yourself to us and just help us dear lord to uh lay down whatever Whatever we brought in here, dear Lord, and and just be open to what you want to do and and help us to step out in faith, God, wherever you ask us to and know that you'll meet us there. Uh, Just thank you for this time. I look forward to what you're going to do. I love you. Amen. So, uh, if you've been here any length of time, you know we've been in the book of Romans for several weeks. Um, Last week we were in Romans chapter 9. Um, and it was kind of Israel's missed opportunity, if any of you remember. God put a stumbling block there, and people stumbled over it, right? Who was it? Jesus, right? Uh, so Israel had an opportunity, and they missed it. And so chapter 9 and 10 kind of go hand in hand, and it's really kind of a continuation of, of what Paul was saying in chapter 9. Um, but the title of the message, the title of all the messages here have been Faith and Discipline. Uh, and Bobby explained that a little bit last Sunday. Uh, but faith is first, right? You've got to have faith before you have discipline. Because if you have discipline without faith, then that's just kind of what Jews had, right? We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, but Israel's ignorance. What does it mean to be ignorant? How many of y'all are ignorant to some things? I'm ignorant to some things. There's some ignorance that you, you don't know or you choose not to know. Ignorance is bliss, right? And some, most of the time, our human nature is to be blissful or to be comfortable. Or uh, There's this paradox in chapters 9 and continuing through 10. And the funny thing is, in a paradox or, or an oxymoron, it's just something contradictory, like saying, jumbo shrimp, or old news, or you save money by spending it. No, it don't make sense, right? So the people that were that God chose that were looking for God didn't find them. And the Gentiles, the people that weren't looking for God found them. They don't make sense, does it? And it just goes to show you, we're going to show you something today that Salvation is for everybody, and it's in faith alone. Uh, But Romans chapter 10 starts this way. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. Why do you think Paul says that? If you know anything about Paul, Paul was was a Jew himself, and he was a... A Jew of the Jews. He he knew all the law. He talked about it uh, in some of his New Testament letters and just how he was almost Sanhedrin, right? He was he followed the law closer than anybody he claimed. And he's saying, brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved because I realize they've missed it. They've missed their opportunity. They're ignorant to the fact of what God has gave us, revealed to us through Jesus and that only Jesus can save you, right? I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal. So kind of like, uh, how many of you are enthusiastic? Yeah, (laughs) right? Bobby's enthusiastic, right? That's where that woo came from. Y'all could probably say, I'm not as enthusiastic. (laughs) But but guess what? You can have all the enthusiasm in the world. So let's give you an example. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it's misdirected zeal. What is zeal? Kind of like devotion, right? You can be devoted to something. You can give yourself to something. But guess what? You can have all the devotion in the world. How many of you say you're devoted to God? So the Israelites said that. And that was why they had the law and followed the law and they even made their own adaptations to the law and added laws to the law to make them even more righteous. But they were relying on their self, right? So you can be enthusiastic. Let's say there. Let's say I give you a job, and the boss says, "If you complete the job, I'll pay you." And you're enthusiastic about it, and you work really hard, but you don't get a job done. Or you could be like the Gentiles, and not really care, be kind of a rule breaker. Uh, not really try, kind of the, the guys that always show up late or ain't got the right uniform on or don't have their stuff together. And guess what? They found it. They didn't work, they didn't follow all the rules. But you can have a job and be really, try to be really, really good at it and still fail. Does that mean you still deserve to be get paid? Does that mean you earned it just because you worked really hard or you had enthusiasm? So you can be devoted to God and still miss the whole point. And that was part of Israel's ignorance. You can't work your way to God. It's misdirected zeal. Verse 3 says, For they don't understand God's way of making people right with Himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. So how many of you are rule followers? How many of you have that rebellious spirit and somebody tells you to do something it makes you not want to do it? Gentile, Jew, right? Uh... For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in Him are made right with God. So, the Israelites were pursuing... They thought they were pursuing God by pursuing the law. And what do we know about the law? The law was made to help us to see that we're going to fall short, right? The law was given to show us that we can't live up to it. None of us are perfect. So God sent Jesus His one and only perfect Son to, pay, to come do the job for us, right? So in pursuing your self-righteousness, that isn't something most people would say or admit to, would they? Pursuing yourself. But we know because of Adam and Eve, right? That's our human nature. We want to do what we want to do. And it makes us feel better when you give us a list of stuff and we can check it off and say, well, I'm doing these things. Um, In a book, in an article Bobby sent me, I called Bobby Saturday and uh, he prepared an outline and and most of the time when Bobby prepares an outline, we talk about it and his points are just like one or two words, and it just helps them remember a thought or ask a question. And uh, I didn't understand all of his points. Um, And so he sends me this article, and I'm reading an article last night, and in part of it, there's uh, talking about Jewish people, Israelites. And and when I say that, you think, oh, that was back then. You know, there's, there's still people that, there's still rule followers and rule breakers, right? So don't miss the point. But there was a Presbyterian preacher. His name was Robert Murray McShane. And he was passing out tracts one day. And he handed one to a well-dressed lady. And she kind of gave him a haughty look and said, Sir, do you not know who I am? And he kindly replied, Ma'am, there's coming a day of judgment. And on that day, it won't make any difference who you are. So in pursuing self-righteousness and thinking about that, it doesn't matter who you are. Because there's coming a day of judgment and there's only one thing. There's only one person that can save you. And like we learned in chapter 9, chapter 9 verses 30 through 33, kind of go hand in hand with with chapter 10, 1 through 13. But if you remember from last week, Because of Israel's unbelief, Paul says in 30, what does this all mean? Even though the Gentiles were not trying to follow God's standards, they were made right with God, and it was by faith that this took place. But the people of Israel, who tried so hard to get it right with God by keeping the law, never succeeded. Why not? Why not? because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting Him. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. God warned them of this in the Scriptures when He says, I'm placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall, but anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. So in pursuing your own wants, and pursuing things that you think make you right, it's just putting a bigger rock in front of you to stumble over. In pursuing self-righteousness, we can miss it. Anyone who trusts in Jesus, in Him, will never be disgraced. So being dis, that word disgraced is kind of like, what's the opposite of disgraced? Graced. You will receive grace. The Gentiles received grace. And it wasn't because they deserved it. It wasn't because how hard they worked. It wasn't... They didn't miss it. They found that what? What did He say? It is by faith. What are some ways you think uh, you stumble over Jesus? What are some ways Jesus trips you up? I think the number one way, or you don't deserve it. You don't think you deserve it, right? You think you got to get right. You got to. I got to start doing these things before I come to Jesus. You will never be disgraced, those who trust in him. Put their faith in him. Verse 5 says. For Moses writes the law, writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience of all his commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, Don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven. To bring Christ down to earth. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring back, to bring Christ back to life again. So, what's he saying? You ain't got to go down to hell to find Christ, and you ain't got to go up to heaven to find Christ, because he's here. He makes himself available, he makes himself accessible. And the only thing you got to do is step out in faith. And Israel was ignorant to that. Not that we kind of talked about the two kinds. Ignorance is bliss or, or there's the ignorance that you, tr- you truly don't know. You just, you don't know. I think all of you have been told time and time again, as in almost every chapter of Romans, it is by grace through faith in which you have been saved. Anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. My grandpa was a Baptist preacher, and and I grew up here. And a lot of things, uh, but evangelism was a still is, but was in the in the 80s and 90s a, a big thing in tracks and courses, and and uh, I'm sure Bobby or or Tim back there can tell you about a couple of them. And there was this thing uh, that evangelist courses or classes would teach you to say, uh, if you were to die tonight, why should God let you into heaven? What would you say, Jesus? Right. But most, when, if you catch somebody off guard, and we're, you know we're in church right now, and 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 everybody's in that mindset, but let's say on a Tuesday when you've been beat down or, or, or you meet somebody that, that, that isn't hearing this message and, and they ask you that and you say, well, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good person or I go to church or I go to Bible study. I read my Bible. I follow the commands What did he just say? Who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? Who will go down to the place of the dead to bring back Christ to life Again, verse 8 says, In fact, it says, this message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how you answer that question. It isn't by your own doing. So what do you pursue? If we know this, if we realize this, what do we pursue? Are you trying? You try really hard. You're enthusiastic. You're all pumped up about it. you got the discipline before the faith, right? I think that's why every message this year has been titled Faith and Discipline. It's faith alone. It's not trusting yourself. Solomon in Proverbs 19, verse 2. What does he say? Let me find it right quick. He says... I love Solomon because he gives a lot of these one-liners and he was said to be the wisest wisest fellow around. In Psalms 19.2, he says, talking about enthusiasm. Enthusiasm without knowledge is useless. What do you think that means? It ain't easy, but it's simple. It's simple. I say that a lot. My grandpa used to say, every message you preach could be titled, It Ain't Easy, But It's Simple. God has made Himself known and gave us Jesus who is very close, at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart. And He tells you how. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the Scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are in the same respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on Him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. But you have to believe that and then you have to confess it. That Jesus so it is Jesus Lord. Who's on the throne of your life? I was talking with a guy Tuesday night and uh, we were talking about just marriage and kids and, and things we're struggling with. And, and he said, Nick, why, why can't we take the God who is us off the throne of our lives? So in the decisions we make, do you make decisions? And what is the first thing you do? You think about how is this going to benefit me or impact me? And you're thinking about me, 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 me. Some of you don't even realize you're pursuing self-righteousness. On the day of judgment, it won't make any difference who you are. Don't miss the one who gives you all of that. Don't miss Jesus. It says Jesus was a I'm placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. Is Jesus a stumbling block for you or is He the cornerstone in the Gospels, in Acts? Is He the foundation in which your life is built upon? Is He what you base your decisions on? Anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I feel like this isn't this isn't something new. I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before, right? But how do we do that daily in our lives? You got to take yourself off the throne, off the God who is you. John, in the Gospels, in John chapter 1. John says, He came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. He came to His own people, and they even rejected Him. But all who believe in Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. When we do baptism and once people come up out of the water, normally I hug them and tell them congratulations and I say happy birthday. And they look at me kind of funny. And I say, it's your spiritual birthday. But it's because of this verse. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion, but a birth that comes from God. Have you been made new? Have you been reborn? Have you given up? It's a daily thing. Paul in Galatians reminds them of the same thing he's trying to trying to tell you in Romans about how the Israelites' ignorance made them miss Jesus. In Galatians chapter three, he explains it this way, and I hope it helps you understand. He says in verse Starting in verse two, what funny part is the very first the start of chapter three? He says, "Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross." Let me ask you a question: Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the Spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You have experienced so much for nothing. Surely it's not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God and counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham are those who put their faith in God. That was Israel's ignorance. They thought because they were the chosen people that that was where their righteousness lied and they missed that righteousness can only come from God because He's the only one that's right. Do you realize that you are children of Abraham because of your faith, not because of who you are? It won't make any difference who you are. It's who you know and who He is. And this is the very message about faith that we preach. Declare Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and you will be saved. It's so simple. Why do we struggle with it? Why do we let Jesus be a stumbling block for us? Because you don't realize your self-righteousness. So maybe you're a Jew or Israelite. Maybe you're a rule keeper. Or maybe you're a Gentile and you're you're normally a rule breaker or you don't care or you don't know. But guess what? You didn't earn anything. You can't earn it. That job to pay for your sins Jesus paid for it. He did all the work. Galatians, that I just read, points to the fact that salvation is for everybody. That you are a child of God by faith, not by your works, not by your family line. Jew and Gentile in this same respect. They have the same Lord who generously, who gives generously to all who call on them. Do you realize that? Do you know that? Don't miss it. So in trust in yourself, the whole the point of this message. Yes, it's in faith alone. Yes, salvation. Is for everyone. I'm sure some of you who, who've studied this probably have the never-ending debate about predestination and and who God calls and and we can talk about that later. But if you don't realize in who you're trusting, then you're going to trust in yourself, right? What do I got to do? What can I do? Maybe I'll start coming to church more and that'll hurt. Maybe my own efforts will help me. And you don't realize the only thing you got to do is give up, surrender, and call on Jesus' name and make him Lord of your life. I wouldn't be standing up here. Trying to tell you this, if I hadn't experienced it. So, no, I might not be as enthusiastic as some people about it, but I believe it. And I can't help but tell you about it and try to explain it to you and, and learn more about it. And it's an experience you have to have. And I hope that someday you'll, you'll listen. And realize that the only thing you have to do is call on Jesus' name. And make Him the cornerstone of your life, the foundation in everything you do. And watch Him show up time and time again. That is what faith is. That expectant trust that God is going to show up. Well, what do you have to do for that to happen? You have to give Him a chance, right? You have to step out. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't be like the woman who says, You must not know who I am. Look at me and all my accomplishments. We didn't earn anything. Anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. God has enough grace for you, I promise you. If You'll just come to Him. That's the good news. Another oxymoron. What's old news. That's an oxymoron. What's the news? Somebody heard something and went and told somebody. And the good news is that Jesus Christ Paid for all of this for us. He put in the work and He earned it. And no, it wasn't something we deserved. Thank God we don't get what we deserve. That's grace. And I promise you, He has enough for you if you will just call on Him. I'm going to pray. God, thank You. Thank You, thank You, thank You for having enough grace for the people that try so hard and try to follow all the rules and, and thank You for giving us rules to help us see that we're never going to measure up. There's never going to be enough, dear Lord. And thank You that Jesus was enough for us. And that only thing we have to do is call on Him. Make Him Lord of our lives, dear Lord. Thank You for Your never-ending grace. and God, I pray that uh, in these next few moments that that grace would just pour out, dear Lord, and uh, people would experience You and just simply respond to You. Help us not to make it more complicated than it has to be, and help us just to to do those simple things that You give us, dear Lord. Amen.